Uh, that's the biggest semi-on I've had since I thought Ronaldo scored earlier in the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Geordie's FPL. My name is Dan, I'm one half of Geordie's FPL and I'm joined again by the other half of Geordie's FPL, Stephen. Stephen, how are you, pal? I'm Sam, pal. Just been watching the, the PSG and Madrid game, being a canny game so far. Any goals, though? Oh, you know what it is? I've totally... I was so busy watching to see if Ronaldo, my captain, was doing anything the night. I've totally forgot there was even any Champions League games on at the minute, to be honest. Didn't start with that, man. Aye, I'm sure we'll get onto that. Just for a little bit of context for the listeners, the Man United Brighton game is currently on about 70, 75 minutes whilst we're recording. So we don't actually know how our game weeks are going to end up, but I mean, we've got a pretty good idea at this point, I would imagine. It's looking bleak. It's looking bleak. Aye, mine was looking bleak until that Ronaldo return, but we'll see how we get into it. Um, Just a little bit of um adage to this podcast, mate. Are we ready for this? Are you ready for the next few game weeks? Because I don't know if I am. They're coming thick and fast. There's a lot to prepare for, but I don't know what's going to come around the corner at the minute. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about doubles and blanks in previous seasons, and it's like, oh, yeah, you can navigate the FA Cup fixtures and whatnot, but these postponements, I mean, this this has been more of a headache than last season, for sure. Well, in my, in my eyes, anyways. Last year was a bit of a nightmare, but this year has been a just different level. That's it, and the fixtures never seem to stack up very well this year. I felt like last year the fixtures worked out quite well, even with postponements, but the doubles didn't even look amazing, but I'm sure we'll get on to that later on. We definitely will, we definitely will. So, Stephen, we'll start with this game week before we dive into the realms of the doubles and the blanks. How are you doing this game week? Well, I was sitting at 196k overall, uh, which was about a 30k increase from the previous week, um, but that's going to definitely changed now with Ronaldo returning and Bruno having a stink eyes picked up a yellow card as well yeah yeah to be honest with you I'm the exact opposite I was looking at a 30k rank drop you know I sort of humble bragged on the last podcast that I've been between 25 and 35 for the last nine or ten game weeks as soon as I say that I've looked at my overall rank right now and obviously this doesn't take into account um my current, and I must add current to here, clean sheet, and my captain Ronaldo's goal, I'm looking at 61k, so I've had a 30k rank decrease. That's not great, is it? But it's sure that's <laughs> going to change. <laughs> it's not great at all, mate, and it's not been um, helped by my transfers this week. It was a little bit of a panic buy because I had two free transfers and it's not worked out very well. I very stupidly forgot about Champions League fixtures as I've done the night and I just decided to get Bernardo Silva in against um, against Norwich for the Gundogan. So really it was just a straight swap, just a just a waste of a transfer to be honest with you. So my transfer this week has done diddly squat. Has yours done anything this week? Has anything to brag about for you this game week? Uh, well with yours you'll probably be sick knowing that Silva's returned quite well in the Champions League tonight as well. I think he's got two goals so far, another one choked off. So he's looked yes. very good compared to what he was like on the, the weekend. But for me, I took out um, I took out Dawson for Varane. That's not worked out well because Manu getting a clean sheet this game and he's not even playing because he went off with an illness before it even started. So not great with that one. And I had a punt with Jimenez 
brought him in for Dennis. He got a goal, oh, so it's not too bad. And he's got a nice double game week coming up, so still happy with that one. Yeah, well, that's not bad. Not bad at all. If, at least you're planning ahead. My Bernardo transfer didn't really make any sense, and it still doesn't make any sense right now, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but my captain, my captain is looking all right now, eventually. I mean, I've had it on Ronaldo a few times in the recent game weeks, and it's done fuck all. But he's, he's done something for us tonight, and he'll probably be on the three bonus if it stays how it is. Who's your captain this week, Stephen? Is it, is it Bruno? Bruno, aye. Do you know what makes me feel sick? I'm sure I had Ronaldo captain for the, the last double when Fernandez got about 46 points or whatever. And I went with Bruno this time, and he's coming in with eight points at the minute, and Ronaldo's probably going to be on, what, 18 or something? Maybe he's a little bit more bonus. Yeah. And definitely, if, if I cast my mind back to that double game week, where I, after he hit that double game week, and I put it to a poll on Twitter, and I asked who should I captain Bruno or Ronaldo, all the listeners and the people who follow the page, at Jory's FPL, decided to go with Ronaldo, and obviously Bruno hold, didn't he? So I was due this one, I think. I was due this one. So, Stephen, let's just get into it. You'll guess by the title of the podcast, no doubt, and by the other content that the FPL creators are putting out. It's all about the doubles coming up, Stephen. Should we peel back the plaster and have a look at the wound? What's going to happen in the next few weeks? There's going to be a lot of points, I hope, anyways. Um it could be a good few weeks for getting yourself up the rankings, getting yourself up the mini leagues. I mean, talking about the double game weeks for this one, there'll be a lot of chips played. I don't know what chip strategy you're going to go for. I've got a good idea, but I'm not 100% sure if you're going to go with it. But I think triple captain looks the best one so far. Yeah, so I think, I mean, I've seen a couple of bench boosts flying around on Twitter, but I'm not going to delve into that too much because I can't see the... I can't say the appeal to it when you're not sure how big the doubles are going to be later on in the season. Um, I think it's probably worth a wait. So the main ones I think we'll probably chat about is free hit and triple captain. We'll start with the one that I think most people are going to be looking at, actually, Stephen, if you don't mind, and that's the triple captain. There's some very tasty options in there. Is it worth just sticking it on the man who I think we're going to both be putting it on if you go that way? Or is there anything else in there that you think you could sway you or a differential triple captain? I do think Salah's the safe option this week. Um, he's likely to play both games. I do think his minutes might be managed, so I don't know if he's going to get 180 minutes out of both of them in total, but he would be the safe option because you would expect him to score in at least one of those two games. Obviously, the, the other option, which I'm sure some people will be going with, is Trent. He's a bonus magnet the good chance of getting a clean sheet in at least one of them as well. So I wouldn't put anyone off that. Yeah. I mean, I can, I mean, I can tell people straight away. I'll, yeah, my triple captain chip has already been active. And because I've held Salah all the way through, it, I've got no problems putting it on him. But yeah, I do agree about the minutes. If people are concerned about those minutes, I think with Jota being um, rested during the week as well, or on the weekend, sorry, there's a good chance that he could even start over Salah in the Norwich game. I wouldn't put that past Klopp either. Um, but as you say, Trent, although no one likes to captain a defender, and triple captain a defender is even more risky. For someone who's finding it hard to get back to Salah, if you're sitting on Trent, which I imagine most people will be, at least one clean sheet is imminent so there's 12 points for you if he gets an assist in one of those there's an extra nine 
and he's probably going to get points. three bonus while he's there. So you're looking at a massive, massive hole just for what can seem like the blatantly obvious for a defender of, of Trent's calibre, really. So I definitely wouldn't put people off it anyways. I mean, listen, I can see now I'm going Salah. It's, it seems daft not new. And it's got to be the highest effective ownership of the season, if not FPL history this weekend, I'd imagine. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I wouldn't, wouldn't if it's actually higher than 250%. There's a good chance it could be, isn't there? Yeah, if you were going to take a stab at it now, mate... And you can get, I'll get you a pint next time I see you. What's the exact eff- effective ownership going to be for the top 100k? I'm going to say 258%. That's a good stab, I like that. What are you going to go for, Dan? I'll say 256 to be a little bit more conservative. And you just know for a fine fact it's going to be 257 <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, speaking about Trent, I do think he might have the higher ceiling with the, the chance that he's going to get clean sheets and attacking returns. And as we know, I think he's got more bonus than uh, Salah this season so far. So definitely wouldn't put anyone off that. Can't see anyone coming in at right back to replace him in either of the games. They really don't have anything that would play up to the standards of Trent, do they? Yeah, his minutes just aren't getting managed. He's a 90-minute man, hasn't he? So Definitely. Yeah. But the other chip people will be talking about, and this will probably be the one on most people's lips, maybe it's not for this week, but definitely coming weeks, free hit. Now, I think we can give a little, quite a good bit of perspective on the free hits because I only have one remaining and you have a two remaining. So it's going to be interesting to see how we work this out. There's going to be a lot of people on free hit this week. Is it something that you've considered at all? No, I've not considered it at this point. I think the potential of the triple captaincy this week is just too much to consider it. Um, there's going to be a lot of double game weeks later on in the season. There's probably going to be a couple of blank game weeks as well. So I think that's where my two free hits will be going. I just haven't planned really ahead yet for them because I just didn't know when to use them. Yeah. So would you say that you're being more swayed by the fact that the triple captainship is very appealing this week or more swayed by the fact that you've got you've got the uncertainty of the future because, I mean, I'm only on one. Um, my decision not to free hit is because I don't know, I've only got one left and I don't know what's coming around the corner. Whereas your decision not to use it, is that purely based on the triple captaincy being so appealing or is there other reasons behind it? I think there is a lot to consider with the free hits. Um, you've got to say the triple captaincy appeal is obviously the, the main reason why, but also the, the double game weeks on great for like in fixture wise for the teams involved so you really want to use the free hit when the double game weeks are strong for the likes of city obviously we know liverpool have got a good double game week but other teams um around the top like chelsea and teams like that you want to get as many players in from them teams as possible for a strong double game week which i just i don't see this one being a great one spurs have got city away which is basically a no game for them um obviously arsenal got a decent double game week but then they blank the week after so I can see why some people will play the free hit just so they can get Arsenal players in and then obviously they'll, they'll drop back out for the blank game week the week after but it's just not appealing enough from a fixture perspective yeah so about the fixture perspective because obviously this is regardless of how we may be playing this double game week down this is quite a big double game week I think there's around eight teams that double so it's a considerable sized double game week we're going to have a little run through. I mean, there's going to be some that are blatantly obvious. We don't want to preach to the choir here, but there are some teams that have some very nice double fixtures and some teams that don't have some nice double fixtures that people might end up in that trap because they're 
the FPL manager in everybody is blindsided by the singles because they just see that double fixture where well, there's definitely some very, very tasty singles this week that shouldn't be ignored. Yeah, no, definitely there is a lot of good single game weeks, but we'll speak about the double game weeks first. The obvious one, Liverpool, Norwich at home, Leeds at home. Everyone's going to have Salah and Trent in their team. A lot of people will be going with Robertson or Jota as their third player. Are you sitting on them at the moment, Dan? I've only got Salah and Trent, uh, and I don't have any plans to get a third in. However, that could change. I'm just trying to work out. I'm trying to work out money. Money's obviously a problem. Moving a player up to a Jota, which you probably will be doing, as there's not many other premium midfielders that you're moving down from unless you're moving down from a Kevin De Bruyne but then finding that money to move a defender up to Robertson may be difficult for some players I'm in the position where I could do that I'm not 100% sure I will do that because I think then you becomes hard to move away from because it is him whereas if I was to move to somebody else I may just hold them through because because I can't really um, but does Jota cover if, if, if you are sitting there with Salah and Trent, and you want that third player in, would you go Robertson or would you go Jota? I would personally go Jota just because he didn't start the last game and they weren't at their best against Burnley when he wasn't in the team. So I think he brings them straight back into the team um, for the Norwich game for sure. Um, But yeah, I would go Jota over Robertson. Um, I know Robertson minutes won't be managed. Um, I wouldn't expect so anyways, even with Simicast, but... Jota just for that that's higher ceiling really is explosive so you talked about Trent potentially having a higher ceiling than Salah how does Jota not I mean sorry how does Robertson not have a higher ceiling than Jota if we're talking about his minutes being most likely 180 I just this this season I've not took into consideration how good Robertson's, Robertson's been it's only been over the last few game weeks that he's started performing but I still think Trent way ahead of Robertson in terms of returns. Um, I would always go Robert uh, Trent over Robertson personally. I just for for some reason for me I never look at Robertson as a FBL yeah. prospect, but I just think that's because of Trent really. If Trent wasn't a footballer, if he wasn't involved, we'd all look at Robertson, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. But a little bit say if you are wanting to get that third Liverpool player in and you kinda of get to a shot now or you've already got a shot and you're not going to be able to find a way to get a salary or something like that. Is Matip an option? Because obviously he's at low price. I think he's only about 5.1, 5.2. Can we see him playing over the two games if you are looking for that defender that you can't you can't quite get to a Robertson? He's playing well at the moment. He's definitely in good form. Um, whether he plays in the Champions League or not will probably have a massive factor in whether he plays both the Norwich and Leeds game. Uh, Canard is being great when he's came in this season, so that's a tough one, really. I would say see what happens in the Champions League. If he doesn't play in that, you've got a great chance of him playing both the Premier League games. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, But a little thing on Liverpool, if you're not in a free hit, and obviously you need to carry these players through, if you do go for three Liverpool players, they do blank in 27. So that's automatically your whole bench is going to be filled with non-players. So if you've got anybody else in there that may blank in 27, then you're going to have to make some transfers in there so that you can field a full team. Um, under Arsenal, they've looked very good of late, and I've seen a tweet the other day with their remaining fixtures, and it's just a sea of green and a couple of greys on the fixture difficulty rate. I mean, it's it's hard to see them not finishing very highly this season because of the fixtures, definitely. 
looks tasty for sure. Yeah, they've got all of the hard fixtures out of the way. The only worry is, again, they've got a blank in 27. So I'm sure that's putting some people off. But they've got both defensive and attacking appeal. I think Ramsdale's going to haul this week. I've not had him any at any point this season. So he is in the um, on the shortlist for potentially coming in for this game week. I just feel a bit dodgy bringing a goalkeeper in, as, as I'm yeah. sure everyone does. Yeah, and it's crazy to think at the start of the season that he started at 4.5 million. It right. feels like he's been in net the whole year and I'd, why we look past him. But start of the season, it was actually Leno and goal, but unbelievably, really. But yeah, you mentioned with a double of Wolves and Brentford both at home, no team, neither of those teams are exactly scoring machines at the moment as well. So there's definitely defensive appeal. Um, I think Tierney's going to be on the watch list for a lot of managers and who could put them off him? He's a... He's an assist king. When he gets the assist, he gets a bonus. He gets the bonus as well. So there's definitely some appeal in there. Uh, attacking appeal, Stephen. What you're looking at there? They've always been a funny one all season. Players dropping in and dropping out. What, what what's appealing in there? I would say Saka's the most nailed out of all of them. Um, we know we know Smith Rowe's likely to play this week because Martinelli picked up a red card in the last game. So Smith. What's happened to him? He was he was he was absolute machine at the start of the season. He was in the England squad. He was doing all the right things, and then he just appears to have been. Did he have like a little ankle knock, and then he's just not got back in the team? It's quite unbelievable, really. I think it's been more down to the form of Martinelli. Um, he's been scoring quite a few goals. He's playing well as well off that uh, inside left. So, yeah, I think it's more the form of Martinelli and the fact he had a knock. But he did still get about three off the bounce, off the bench, didn't he, as well? So mm-hmm. he still looked all right when he was coming off the bench. But he's definitely going to be playing this week, whether he plays against Brentford as well. We don't know yet with Martinelli. Expect to be back by then. But separate of that, attack and peel from them. Um, Lacazette, I'm sure, I'll come into people's yeah. consideration just because of the lack of decent forwards in the game at the minute. I mean, obviously, Aubameyang moving on in the January transfer window pretty much just shows him as the central striker. Although he doesn't sometimes play so high up the pitch. There's a lot of like switching. It's almost as if, I think, sometimes watching as if he's playing like a false nine. He doesn't seem to be... Mm. Run, doing them runs in the box as he usually would he seems to be the one who drops out but still a very very good option I mean I've still got Ronaldo at the moment this week might not be the best week to move on but a player like a player like Lagazette with the fixture run that we mentioned after 27 could be a very very appealing going forward not just for this game week coming up yeah anyone else from Arsenal they like the look of Dan there's not no end We'll go, I've got Saka in my team at the moment. Tierney's looking good. Ramsdale's looking good. So I think we've covered all bases with players who we think will play across the two games. But Stephen, we'll go on to more teams that have got good doublers and very appealing assets in those teams. But of course, we're eyeballing Liverpool and Arsenal as the best. In your current game week 26 draft, whether it be a free hit or whatever you're on, how many of players do you have from those two teams? I've got three from Liverpool. And I've got one from Arsenal. Actually, not two from Arsenal. I thought if I do, go get Ramsdale in. So that's five players. So that's two transfers you would have to make next week in order to have a full 11. It's interesting going forward to think about the repercussions of this double game week. But we'll move on, we'll move on. Burnley. Now, for some reason, we feel like we're talking about Burnley far too much on this podcast that we should for an FPL <laughs> content podcast. Obviously, the sitting bottom of the league... But Stephen, tell me and tell the listeners why Burnley is actually an appealing option. 
So they've got back-to-back doubles coming up in 26 and 27. Um, the first the first double in 26 is Brighton away, Tottenham at home, which you wouldn't say they're very bad fixtures. I mean, Brighton might be a difficult one, but there's not a better time to split play Spurs at the moment in their rot of form. And then they've got Palace away and Leicester at home in 27. So four decent fixtures overall. Uh, the Spurs and Leicester at home, definitely ones I can see goals in it for Burnley. Yeah, so a double-double. I'm not sure there's been very many double-doubles over the course of my FPL career. I don't know about you, if you can cast your mind back to any, but it's just a shame that it's landed to Sean Dyche's team, to be honest. Um, let's talk about the attacking appeal. So since Chris Woods left, and to be honest, he's not done much for the two neither, they've brought in Weghorst. I watched him the other day, he did look painfully slow, but there's obviously a player there because I mean he was in the Dutch squad for the uh, Euros, I believe. But we think he might be flagged with a slight injury, which makes him less appealing. He would be a lovely little move to from Ollie Watkins to him, for me anyways, this week. But just people be a little bit mindful. Keep an eye. Of course, it's a Tuesday night at the moment. There's still a few days until the game week deadline. So we could hear some more news about Weghorst. So it's Weghorst and Corney, really. No one's looking at McNeil and Westwood, are they? By the looks of things, no. Uh, he was a shrewd signing. Um, Weghorst, when they saved about £10 million out of the transfer from Wood to mm-hmm. buy him for 15 So it's been good going for Burnley getting him in. But yeah, that flag will be putting a lot of people off. I would have had him in the top 10 transfers in this game week if he wasn't flagged. Yeah. And do we know anything about the flags now? Is it, is it, was it a bad injury? Was it a knock? Do we, do we have a clue? I'm not so sure. I mean, personally, I've out of the Burnley boys, I've been looking at Corny. The only problem with him is he's made a quavers, as we already know, and he doesn't seem to play like three or four games in succession, not at least 90 minutes anyways. Yeah, no, you're bang on there. And he's not been on it for a few, it was a few weeks before the African Cup of Nations. He didn't look great either. I think that might have been injury problems as well, but yeah, he just he's not looked good. Well, to be fair, let's be honest, mate, Burnley have not looked good, to be honest with you, so... That. Yeah, defensively, I mean, obviously, I fell into a Charlie Taylor trap at some point this season. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, <laughs> but I think the only reliable players in the defensive line at the moment are Pope Aye. and Tarkovsky. Pope always, he's been good for years for FPL reasons. Um, yeah, he's probably the only one I'd look at from a defensive aspect, anyways. I think, to be honest with you, I'm looking at Tarkovsky for the game week 27 as the transfer for potentially a Tierney or Robertson or wherever I go, mainly because, looking at that Leicester fixture, how poor are they in the air at pieces at the moment? I think Tarkovsky, you could, you could even get an attacking return. How the fuck are they? I might captain him. <laughs> I'm not I even see, joking either. I've seen someone with a triple captain on him on, on Twitter, like, and that's just, just getting daft, isn't it? Well, you just, yeah, you know that. You'll screenshot that, but then you'll... You know, Switch they it just that to, yeah. I bet, <laughs> and I can guarantee the picture I was no doubt of just the Tarkovsky with the triple captain. Didn't show the rest uh, of his team. That's it. Yeah, I thought so. Um, so those are the game week twenty six angels, but there's some devils in there that may trap people, Stephen. And I'm going to start with Crystal Palace. I did write a tweet out which hasn't, which has aged very well, to be honest with you saying that I'd seen a lot of teams bringing in Crystal Palace assets. Listen, yes, they had some nice fixtures, of course, Norwich, but that didn't go very well. And neither did the previous fixture. A lot of Elise's and Edwards, and I think they only started one game each out of those two. And yes, they would have been looking at this double, Chelsea at home and Watford away. 
Chelsea obviously coming back from the Club World Cup, maybe a little bit jaded. Watford not looking good whatsoever, but that front line keeps changing for people and the, your players are in and out, lads and lasses. But you just can't predict this Palace team and I don't think you can predict it this week and especially over the double game week, you're likely to get 90 minutes out of your player. And I don't think the fixtures are great for them anyways. They're not in a good run of form. They've only got two points in the last five. Despite the double, I'll be staying well away. Yeah, it is a lottery with their front three at the minute. The only ones you would say are nailed are Gallagher and Zahar. And Gallagher isn't going to be playing against Chelsea with them being the feeder club. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's not really much interest in me. Potentially Zahar, but <sighs> Watford away could be a nil-nil and Chelsea at home. It might just be a 1-0, 2-0 Chelsea win. So, there's not nothing really interesting in me from them. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of Elise's and Edwards on the timeline. And I think if you've got them, you've got to play them. You, you got them in for the two good fixtures before this, of course. And if you've got them, you play them. But, I mean, we'll get on to it. There's some definitely, definitely some nice single game week fixtures that would appeal me appeal to me much more than these doublers, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, the next one that we'll move on to, who we don't like the fixtures for, are Spurs. We mentioned them before, Man City away. It's pretty much a no game. And then Burnley away. Burnley fighting for points at the minute. So even that could end up being a really tough game for them. Um, they're not firing at the moment. They did they did go through a good run, didn't they, when Conte first came in? I don't think they were beaten for at least seven or eight games. But since then, I'm sure it's like three losses on the bounce. They're not, look, not looking great at all. Nah, and another thing, Conte just doesn't seem to know who he's who his best 11 are, or mainly doesn't know who his best back five are. I mean, Doherty played against uh, Baines Wolves, for fuck's sake, and Sessegnon got dragged after about 25 minutes, I think. So I think that's if Reggio known as, which I'm going to guess he's the highest owned defender out of Tottenham players. It's looking like he'll start against Man City and Burnley, but again, you're probably looking at a zero or a one-pointer anyways, so do you really want to play them? Two away fixtures as well. Just the uncertainty around them at the moment. And even though the front three seem pretty nailed in Mura, Kane and Son, they're not doing anything, mate. So I just, I mean, if you've got Kane, there's not really a striker option to move to. If you've already got Salah as well, it's going to be hard to get rid of him before a double. But I'm not expecting many points from any of those players. Son's been non-existent the last few weeks as well. The last few months, in fact. He has, I. And I'm still questioning why I've got Reggie on in my team here. Given how he's made it through all these game weeks, he's barely played. And he's still going to be in my team for this next double game week, so fuck knows what I'm doing there. But I've got a little mid-pod announcement there. Man, you've just scored. And it's that man, Bruno. Oh, no. Aye, he's just took our bonus and I'll for you. Aye, dirty shite. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that man, Ronaldo, there. I was buzzing. <laughs> I thought it was when I thought it was when they were uh, laughing on Sky Sports, but nah, it's Bruno Ronaldo's been moved down to second in the bonus. Oh well, that's fucking made my night a lot. <laughs> Anyways, cheers for that. Let's move swiftly onto those single game we players and thanks for that, Phil. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Stephen. Anyways, there's a lot of single game we players that have very very nice fixtures this week, and I don't think it should be overlooked, mainly because we've seen it before. Us FPL managers get so entwined with having a doubler in that we forget about these lovely single game weekers. So it's a question is, do you jam them doubles in? Do you take minus fours to get them doublers in? When there's probably quite a lot of highly owned players from some nice teams that have some nice fixtures. Stephen, do you want to tell me who they may be? Villa at home to Watford. Yes, Villa got beat off Newcastle 
on the weekend, but Newcastle are playing very, very well at the minute. Trippier is on fire, but you can see them bouncing back in that game. Obviously, Coutinho, Dinier, um, they're looking great at the minute. Watkins not looking so great. Don't yeah, know what's I, could going see, on I could see a lot of changes for this Watford game if I'm totally I can see Ings. Ings has got to come back in, hasn't he? Yeah, don't know yeah. Why don't know why he's been on the bench recently. I would have thought Watkins might have been moved out wide. But yeah, I can see Ings coming back in just how good he is at finishing. They need that in the side, especially with Coutinho and Ramsey behind him as well. But I know you're sitting on a couple of Villa players or maybe a few of Villa players. You plan to play them all this week or...? I've actually got three Villa players. Um, I'm planning on getting rid of Watkins because, as you've mentioned, I think that Ings may come back in for him. Um, mm-hmm. Ramsey's got to stay for me. I mean, I've got him at 4.5. He's probably only 4.7, 4.8 anyways. He's close. Yeah, and he's very, very good as well. Although he's not in my starting 11 at the minute. But the one Villa player that is in my starting 11 is Digne. I was burned by him at the start of the season. I've been burned by him so <laughs> far. But I'd... I'd He's got to come good at some point. Watford are, are, are pretty shite, to be honest. I can imagine Ings will come back in and bag as well. So I think that he might get an assist there as well. Yeah, out of my three Villa, only two are going to remain in the, in the team. And one of them's staying in the start 11, and that's Dinier for me. Do you have any Villa players? I do, yes. I've got Watkins, who I'm looking to move on at some point, but I just can't move him on at the moment. And... Um, who else have I got? I've got Martinez. He's been a shocker yeah. since I brought him in. Like, yeah. um, I was hoping just with the amount of decent fixtures they had and potential doubles that they had that he would turn out all right. But he's a bit too expensive. He's 5.5, so I think it's an easy transfer to Ramsdale with him. And yeah. I'll probably I'll probably bench Watkins um, and see how he gets on this weekend. Yeah, I think that's a fair enough decision. I think if I was in your position, I'd be doing the same thing. We talk all the time about not wanting to make that goalkeeper transfer, but I think in, in your eyes, yeah, it's a, it's a very good move. Yeah, Andy, um, Andy sort of uh, switches nicely each week with Sanchez as well, Ramsdale. So mm-hmm. yes, I've seen that, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to place obviously Sanchez in the blank next week. So that's the other thing that's interesting is, I mean, I did look at Saw from Wolves as well. I think he's been very good this season. Yeah. Seems like a bonus points magnet as well, but. I think Ramsdale is going to be the better option, and he's only five point five point one, I believe. Yeah, not bad going. Um, another team with a nice fixture. Oh, is it a nice fixture? You know, over this last few weeks, it may not be. Um, West Ham are at home to Newcastle. Now, this may just be my brain, but I think Newcastle generally do quite well at the London Stadium. They do. So I can remember might... some good wins there. Yeah, Henri Xavier free kick, if I remember Hi. correctly. Was that a 3 <laughs> 2 win, was it? Well, no, when 3 0 off. That's a fucking throw about that, mate, but I <laughs> think it was. Um, at West Ham assets that people have got, Bowen. Now, I can tell you now he's in my start in the 11. He's on absolute flames at the moment. But the yeah. players that people might have milling around, Soufals, Dawson's, Antonio's, I think those are players that you could definitely bench. But I wouldn't put them past Antonio bagging one. I think Newcastle will mm. score, so I think the West Ham defenders you could bench. But Antonio and definitely Bowen, depending on the rest of your team, there's, I would have no issues if I seen that in a start in the eleven this week, despite the double has going on. What about Antonio? Um, he's the most Speaking. owned forward in the game, I believe. He's only scored two goals since game week nine, yet he's the highest point scorer 
out of all of the forwards. It just that shows you it all. how poor the forwards have been this year, really. Yeah, everyone has had a stinker, to be honest with you. And I think he's probably highest owned because he was so good until around about that time. Mm-hmm. And that's around about that time that all the casuals fall off and then Antonio stays in the team and then that's just True. how it goes. But, I mean, if it's the highest point scorer, then the casuals are winning at the minute, are they not? That's it, eh? Um, I would definitely play Antonio and Bowen this weekend. Um, obviously, I don't have Antonio, so I'll just be putting Bowen in the team. Um, yeah, I think it's still a decent fixture against Newcastle, although I don't actually fancy West Ham to win this weekend. No, no. Would you would you be benching um, any West Ham defensive assets? I definitely would. I think Newcastle are going to score. I don't think we'll win. I think we might nick a, nick a draw 1-1 or something like that. But yeah, I wouldn't be playing any West Ham defensive assets this weekend. 1-1, bold prediction. Um, another team, a team that we haven't talked about for quite a while, Stephen. Obviously, we've had a little break. And then this team have had a little break as well. Chelsea, they're back. They're back in the Premier League. They're ready to go for that third place spot because I don't think they're going to go any higher. I think what's appealing about Chelsea at the moment, yes, they've got Crystal Palace, a very nice fixture, but any of their assets at the moment are a differential and that just makes it that slightly more appealing. No, I totally agree. And they've got, on the fixture difficulty rating, they've got a lot of twos coming up, haven't they? They've got a lot of nice, easy games. I think what will put most people off is they're another team that blank next week, game week 27. But yeah, yeah after that point, I'm sure we'll see two or even three players in Chelsea players in most people's teams. Um, hopefully, hopefully James will be back by then because I'm sure he'll be on everyone's radar. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I'm not sure what the price points are like for these players at the moment, but... They would have dropped, wouldn't they? Yeah, and let's be honest, actually. I mean, I've put them in because they've got a nice fixture. But I think the reality is people aren't going to transfer them in. But maybe he's on a free hit, it's a good option. But transferring in is probably very, very less likely. Free mm-hmm. hit... Actually seeing that, even on a free hit, you're going to be blasting them dollars in as much as you possibly can. It's very, very unlikely that you're going to be getting a Chelsea asset in. But it's just to be mindful that the assets are coming. People are going to start owning them and just beware. I'm sure there was a rumour that they might get a double game week in 28. And that would be Arsenal at home in Burnley away, I believe. So... Yes, it would definitely be a good time to move to them around game week 28, especially with the fixtures that remain after that point. I mean, the following four weeks is Newcastle, Norwich, Brentford, Southampton. Oh, that's very, very tasty. Very, very tasty. I think I'll have to revisit these in the next coming weeks. Um, Another team that we think has got a good fixture, Stephen? Last one of the singlers? Manchester City. Um, They've just spanked. Sporting 5 0 away from home in the Champions Christ. League. So you can see them playing a weaker team when they play them at home, but I don't think that's going to let up in the Premier League, especially not against Spurs because they got beat by them on the first game of the season 1 0. So I'm sure they'll play their strongest team there. But yeah, what better time to play Spurs? As we've already mentioned, they're on a bad run at the moment. I'm sure you could pick anyone from the front five uh, of De Bruyne, Silva. Ford and Sterling, Mares, all looking very good at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and I think defensive wise, everyone's on Cancelo, and I think he's one of those single game weekers that everyone's going to play. I'm in that boat. Are you? Yeah, definitely, he's going to be in my team. He didn't play the last game week, I believe. He didn't even come off the bench. Obviously, we know he played tonight, but 
Pep always says he recovers well from games, so I can see him come straight back in the lineup in the Prem. Nah, definitely, definitely. So that was a roundup of the appeals and the non-appeals of the double game week 26. With all that mentioned, Stephen, how's your team looking going into 26 and what are your transfer possibilities going into it? I mean, I know we've touched on some players already, but is there anything that's set in stone? Is there anything that may be waiting for pressers? Are there any players that you think the listeners should be hanging on a little bit for more news on? Well, I'll give you a brief rundown of my team so far, what it's set as at the moment. I haven't actually made any transfers yet, so this is subject to change. But I've got Martinez in goal, Reggion, Chancelo, Trent at the back, Bowen, Jota, Fernandez, Smithrow, midfield, and then Jimenez, Watkins and King up top with Sanchez, Foden, Livermento, Varane on the bench. But that is going to definitely change. I can see Martinez going to Ramsdale. I can see for sure Fernandez going to Salah, getting that triple captaincy on him. And then I can see Foden coming in for Watkins as well. Um, so I'll end up with eight doublers with that team and only taking a minus four. So I'd be pretty happy with that, Dan. Yeah, that's very, very nice. My team doesn't seem <laughs> as nice as yours looking at it on paper. All right, there's um, the jinx. Go on, get the jinx in. Cheers for that's that. That's what I'm after. So... <laughs> My starting 11, I've got two free transfers in the bank. Starting 11 is currently Foster in goal, mainly just because he has the doubler. I've got a back three at the moment of Cancelo, Digne and Trent. Midfield five, if I was to go into this game without making any transfers, would be Salah, triple captain, Bowen, Saka, Bernardo Silva and Ramsey with Ronaldo and Dennis up top. Um, obviously, I'm going to be making transfers. I've got two frees. I'll probably just stick with the two frees. I've currently got five doublers. If I can get two more in, I'm quite happy with seven doublers going into this game week. Tasty. So, I think what will happen is I will transfer out Watkins. I'm hoping and praying that there's some Weghorst news because I would love him in for the double-double. Definitely. And Soufal is looking like a Tierney or a Robertson. I haven't quite decided which way I want to go with that yet. I could, I, I can afford both quite easily and at some point as well, I mean, if I need to take a minus four to get rid of Ronaldo, I'm more than happy to do that. But I don't think I'm there at the moment. So with all things considered, if I was to do that, my starting 11 would become Foster in goal. I'd have a back four of Tierney slash Robertson, Cancelo, Digne and Trent. Midfield four of Salah, triple captain, Bowen, Saka and Bernardo. And a front two of Dennis and Veghorst, which sounds absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> but that's how it could end up going. I, I... Dan, just a quick question about that. Is anyone else uh, like teetering on the borderline for a transfer in for you at the moment? Is anyone else that you really want to bring in and you can afford, but you just don't want to take that minus four four, let's just say? I think, if I'm being honest with you, I am looking at the Burnley defence, mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't want to take the minus four to get a Burnley defensive asset in. And I think it can wait one more week where a Cheney or an, a Robertson, who, of course, both blank in 27, can easily become a Tarkovsky. And I can get yeah. a double R instead of a single R. And then, to be honest with you, even if Tarkovsky is in for that one game week, and then I can move that onto a Tierney, I don't have any massive worries going into that. Yes, I've still got Ronaldo, but... It's not the biggest problem in the world. He's got Leeds, and then after Leeds, he follows up with Watford, and then it's Man City where I can start making the transfers. So yeah. that could be the option. A bit of hokey-cokey with my defensive players. Just, listen, mate, 
we've all got a plan until we get shot in the face by an injury anyway, so it doesn't really matter what I say because you know something's coming around the corner. And Ronaldo could be a lovely transfer for Lukaku if he does get that double. Oh, mate. Nice easy move. That's the biggest semi-on I've had since I thought Ronaldo <laughs> scored earlier in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I think a lot of players this game week are going to be looking between maybe six and nine doublers and... With the nice single fixtures going on, I mean, my single fixtures will still be DNA, Bowen, and probably Bernardo Silva, to be honest with you. Yeah, and Chancelo. If you're, if you're, yeah, and Chancelo, sorry. If you're, you're sitting with between six and nine doublers, I think you need to be happy. No, definitely. I'm just questioning why I've still got King in my team at the minute because I don't know how he's made. I think it's just the doubles have the got doubles him made. through it. Because right, King and Dennis, for. Oh, I had them both in the other week and they are just shocking, aren't they, for fantasy? The thing is, you know what it is? Dennis was absolutely golden for me. I got him in a 5.2 in about three games. Dollar. He was 6.0 and he just got nines, tens, sevens, and I was like buzzing. And then since then, I think it's since you got him in, one, two, <laughs> minus one, zero, two, and one. <laughs> it was a 60 Gs baby until I brought him in, like, wasn't it? it so was he, got a, he got a red card the first time I brought him in. <laughs> I was just looking at <laughs> I was just lucky I didn't actually captain him that week because that would have been some stinker by me. But uh, he went out my team last week. I've still got King in. I would love to move him on, but Villa away, Crystal Palace at home to four pointer, isn't it? It is indeed, mate. It is indeed. Um, I think we'll round it off here a little bit by saying we are expecting quite a lot of free hits this week. Mm-hmm. We're not free hitting, but Stephen, if you were. How different would your team actually look compared to your team now? So the free hit team I've made, there's only three players from my current team still in it. Well, in perspective. I must say I'm, I'm miles away from you because I've still got seven players from my current team in it. Hmm. You've got to so consider I, think... I haven't got Salah, so that's yeah, one of the things. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's fine, but I just think... I just think I'm, I'm looking quite good at the moment and I'm I'm, I'm probably just jinxed that for myself. There's a lot of jinxing going on in this podcast so far, but I'm liking the look of my team and fixture-wise, I can't see much else changing. Yeah, well, quickly fly through your, your goalkeepers first and I'll give you mine. Well, I must caveat by this by saying I have went cheap, cheap as fuck, to be honest with you, on the bench because I think with the amount of doublers I've got in this team, I'm sitting here with eight doublers Sorry, yeah, eight sorry double as going into this. It's the realization that the single game winkers I'll definitely play, and the double as are going to get at least one. So I don't think having any money on the bench is really going to benefit me in the free hit. Mm. So my keepers are Ramsdale, which I know you like the look of, and Foster are sitting on the bench. Nice. I've got the same as you to be honest. Ramsdale and Foster. Easy decision to make. Foster's got a double. He'd be on the bench, so he probably won't come in anyways. Ramsdale, obviously looking tasty. Yeah. What formation have you went to? Um, if I was to, to go ahead with it, I would be playing 3-5-2. Interesting. I've got a 4-4-2 at the moment. But go on then, tell me your back three. So the back three that I would be playing would be Semedo, Tierney and Trent. Right, interesting, yeah. Well, my back four are... Tierney, Cancelo, Dinier and Trent. So it's the back four that I could well end up with this game week, to be honest with you, which I think just shows the little bit of confidence that I've got. Dinier, to be honest, I've only got two Arsenal in my team. Oh, no, I haven't. I've got three anyway. So no, yeah, that back four, that's how it would be. 
Yeah, the only reason I've went with um, Semedo is because I think Wolves are the best in the league at keeping clean sheets at the minute. So I think he's a good option this week, especially if you're on a free hit. Um, and then Tierney, you've already mentioned him. Um, he's likely to get attack and returns. Good chance of at least one clean sheet in those games. So, but Leicester yeah, and Arsenal for Wolves aren't the nicest fixtures, to be honest with you. Leicester haven't looked great lately, but I mean, two goals on the week, they might have turned some sort of corner. They might have been... Might be a little bit despondent after that last-minute equaliser by Big Craig Dawson, but I think Wolves we'll stifle any team though, don't they? I'm sure a few weeks ago they played City. I'm sure City only won one nil and they had a rare card as well. So they do seem to stifle the team regardless of who they're playing, whether it's a good team or whether it's a weaker team. Yeah, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Midfield five for you, Stephen. I went with Salah, Mane, Bowen, Kone, and Rafinha. Oh, that's a heavy, heavy midfield, that like. It is. I think the midfield options this year are just the, the best compared to the other options in the team. So I want to go heavy with the midfielders just because they seem to be the ones raking in the points and they've got the best doublers in there, to be honest. I mean, Rafinha's got a stinking doubler. Is it, is it he Liverpool has. He has, but Manu are weak at the back. He's on pen that's still. That's a clean sheet. <laughs> he's on pen still. Um, Liverpool. I still. I can still see him getting a goal against Liverpool. Like if he, if anyone was to score, I can see him scoring against them. Um, and I think it is just the, obviously the the factor that he's on penalties. I think that sways me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll kind of put you off that to be honest with you, mate. Um, my midfield four: is Salah, Bowen, Saka, and I've went for Jota. And I think the reason Jota's not becoming really an option in my main team. Because I could easily go Tierney, Jota and Veghorst for a minus four. It's just because that would then leave me five blankers for the single game week. Sorry, for the blank game week in the next week. Mm, and I think yeah. taking a minus four, which would be guaranteed just to get those players out, would be a little bit of a headache for me and I wouldn't fancy doing it. So I've got Jota in the main team. I mean, in the freehead team. But I, yeah. he's not planning on getting him in the, in the main team, if I'm honest with you. It was close for me between Shot and Mane. I just went with Mane because I felt like I had to spend the coin that I was given for the free hit, to be honest. Um, and obviously, yeah. he's fresh off the back of an African Cup of Nations win, so I'm sure he'll be feeling confident at the moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, top two, Stephen. Obviously, we've talked in extent over the recent weeks and especially over the this podcast that the strikers aren't doing it at the moment. Have you, any of your strikers a little bit punty? I mean, I know mine certainly are. Who have you went for up top? They're definitely punty. I went with Jimenez, who I've already got in my team. Yes, he's in mine as well, my free hit team. And I went with Lacazette for the other one. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I, really, I think Lacazette's a good option, but I've already got three in my team at the moment. So I've went against all we've said so far, and I've actually went for Kane. <laughs> oh, interesting. Kane against Man City and Burnley, yeah? But what I would say a little bit on Kane is, for some reason, Tottenham have an alright record at Man City's ground. Yeah. For recent years, I mean, obviously everyone remembers the Champions League semi-final where, not the semi-final, the Champions League game quarter-final where there was that last-minute Sterling. And I think from then, I'm sure... Uh, Mourinho done well. It, it definitely done well at uh, City yeah. Lake. I, I can't yeah. remember that. And I, and I can sort of just a little bit imagine Conte getting right up for a City game against Guardiola, you know, two elite managers might be trying to outfight each other in more ways than one. And Burnley's always a nice fixture for... For most strikers, to be honest with you. So, yeah, Kane and Jimenez would be in my free hit team. 
But just tell, look, a, no, tell the truth, you just wanted to spend all of your money. That's what you wanted to do, didn't you? Yeah, okay, you've got us, mate. That's why I'm sitting with, like, Alanga on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, but to be honest with you, I, looking at this free hit team, I wouldn't be surprised if my main team outscored it. So, yeah, for me, the free hit doesn't appeal. It made a summer. It's not to me this week, especially only with one. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't get any City players in. Just I wanted all the doublers in. Maybe that's why I fancy me my team to do better than this free hit because I think City will still end up doing well. But of the benching options, who did you have? I had Mitchell, Tarkovsky and Broya on the bench. To be honest with you, mate, mine was just mine was just cheap trash. I think I got a 4.5 million striker that I found from Arsenal. Uh, Livermento stayed there. I put Brownhill in and Foster because I just thought I don't need to spend any money on the bench, so <laughs> why not? What about a little word on Broyer? He's got nice fixtures coming up. He is he in your plans? Is the Dennis, or he could even be the Ronaldo replacement in the coming weeks. Says but it all, doesn't it? But you've you've swayed us a little bit with that uh, Lukaku potential. We'll have to Aye. see how that goes because he's he's had a rocky time so far, or should I say, he's had a rocky time since I put him in my team which appears to be the ongoing saga of a lot of my players, but you live and learn. Definitely. There's a lot of things up in there at the moment. I'm sure you'll be on someone else by the time the game becomes. Yeah, yeah, it is. And But we'll keep you all posted on the, at Jory's FPS. Stephen, we must get better at interacting. We must, yeah. If you listen to this podcast, please just drop me a message at some point during the week and just put interact or talk to someone and then that might make us log on to the laptop and actually start cracking on with people. I mean, the only seem to, times you seem to actually speak to people as when we're pissed on a Friday and you just play <laughs> in the FPL community. <laughs> and you know what it is, mate? I've not been pissed for about six or seven weeks now with a baby coming, so yeah. So it adds up, You're doesn't right. it? It is, mate. I'll have, to, I'll have to send him to me to his nanas or something for a night so I can have a night on their hashtag FPL community. <laughs> I'm not even lying either. <laughs> Well, that nicely rounds it up. It's been 50 minutes this pod, so seems like we're back to old ways. But yeah, there's a lot to talk about, mate. Yeah, there's a lot coming up, isn't there? And um, we'll probably see people again next Monday or Tuesday, I would imagine, when we should have a lot more to talk about, a lot more discussions about how well we've done or how poorly we've done as well. Yeah, that's it. We can we can talk to the high heavens about this double game week, but if the average ends up being 44. And we've got 46, it's just going to seem like a wasted <laughs> energy. But yes, in this, in there's plenty to talk about next week. Although there's only eight fixtures, because of the teams that are blanking, there's going to be a lot of hokey-cokey and a lot of who knows what going on in the FPL community, on Twitter, on everywhere else, are going to be up in arms again. So if we can provide just a little bit of half an hour, 45 minutes of some just light-hearted conversation to maybe just help you along the way, then that's what we're here for. Definitely, and we'll get back to doing the what to do with as well soon. We'll miss that segment. Yeah, and we should probably start, if, if this podcast hadn't went on for so long, we would have had a little segment about how well the tune are going, but we'll have to leave that for another day, mate. Maybe it's after we've got three points on Saturday away to West Ham. Oh, that would be very nice indeed. It would be very nice. So to all the listeners, we bid you farewell, and thank you very much for listening. Cheers for listening. Catch us later. ta Thank you.